I was thinking about that. It's like, who is Samuel Pepys for our generation? And I, I think it's him. I mean, look, I'll let Tom Hiddleston do anything. <laughs> so maybe. Maybe him. Maybe. But I think Gervais is better because he's got that little bit of boozy thing going on. Because we know Sam is boozy. We know this. Welcome to Nerd Burger! Episode 518. It's a podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Jim. In the year of our Lord, 1506, we set sail from the cold. Welcome back, Jim. Hey, good to be back. Happy 2023. Yes, that's right. It is a new year. In February. Hey, I say you can say happy new year to someone you haven't seen whenever. I just if like you're alienated from a friend for 20 years. You owe him at least six. You owe him at least six. <laughs> happy New Year's. It's uh, it's so it's three out of 10. Three, th- I think so. Three, think three, three happy New Year's for every 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. It's that like makes dog sense. years, but different. <laughs> okay. Wait, now I'm confused. Dog years. No, well, it's I, like dog years. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just like attempting to say February. Oh, it's, sure. It's one of those yeah, words that I cannot say as it is spelled. I have been uh, re-listening to one of the seminal works on the French Revolution, 12 Who Ruled, which is about the uh, Committee of Public Safety, which, by the way, anybody who's into political revolution should read it and realize we've tried this before. It doesn't go well. <laughs> but the one of the things they discuss is the creation of the new revolutionary calendar, which is as dumb as the metric system. I, I'm obviously a huge Napoleon guy, but oh my God, do you, do you know which of the revolutionary months we are in right now? I don't even know what a revolutionary calendar is, history nerd Jim. You don't you don't know that the French the the French <laughs> because our calendar, the calendar we follow in the West, was originally created by Julius Caesar. Yep, I knew that, and that's we we spoke of a Julian calendar. But uh-huh. you know what was wrong with the Julian calendar? Uh, was that the one that only had 10 months or nine months or something? Yeah, well, that was it. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was, it was a little bit off. And so therefore, you know, it was off chronologically. And so a Pope, Pope Gregory came in and fixed it. And he created it such very much what we have today. Well, because it was done by the Roman Catholic church, the French revolution was having none of it. And so they wanted to create a revolutionary calendar, which is very, very different. And of course, because they were such, they're so obsessed with decimals, they thought that decimals were the best, you know, not hexagons are not the bestagons, which they are. Have we ever ever discussed that? No. What? Bestagons? What? Have you never, you have never seen hexagons are the bestagons? No, I don't know what that is. Oh my God. Okay. Well, we got to solve that at some point in the future, but that's a, that is a, that is a absolute rabbit hole. Um, (laughs) We'll save my, that for episode uh, 543. My, my son is is diligently playing video games right next to me. What are hexagons, Edward? The bestagons. See, there you go. Oh, that's it? Yeah, he knows that hexagons are the bestagons. No, no, no. It's there not just a joke. There's a whole a whole. No, no, there is a, a, there hole is a lengthy dive down how long, into. How, how yeah, long okay. is it? It is a 10-minute video. Okay, we're not doing that today. 
Yeah, I didn't think we were. That uh, I, I had no sense that we were going to do that. But there is a 10-minute video that argues convincingly that indeed hexagons are, are the, the best, best agons. Okay. Where's the where's where's the oh God? Zoom is so weird. Anyway. So the, you know, the the but they added two extra months and it was July and August right after Julius and Augustus. Do, do exactly, I have that right? There we go. There we have that. Did I get that right? I sent you the video. So I'm I'm doing multiple things. Sorry, I'm multitasking, which is really not a strong thing. So what the what they what they did is they loved decimals, and so each day in the Republican calendar was divided into ten hours. <laughs> okay. Each hour was divided into one hundred decimal minutes. Uh huh, and each minute into one hundred decimal seconds. Okay, so yeah, like the, the metric system. Thus, an hour was one hundred and forty-four minutes as we know them. They actually okay. built clocks to do this. I've seen them. Uh, I would actually like to own one, but they're astonishingly expensive. Um, now these are so, ones that are that are people are continuing to make nowadays. No, no, they're they're of the era. Oh well, yeah, they're expensive. Yeah, they're, they're, they're two thousand years periods. old, right? No, 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 no. This is this is the revolution, the French oh, revolution. Oh, 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 okay. I got I got confused. So, but seventeen ninety one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Still okay. though. Yeah. So then the Republican calendar year, and this is the part I was getting to, uh, began the began the day the autumnal equinox occurred in Paris and had twelve months of thirty days each, which were given day names based on nature, typically dealing with you gotta love it. The prevailing weather around Paris at that time. Uh huh. And so that's only 360 days, history nerd Jim. <laughs> the extra five or six days were not given a month. What were what were considered? You know, they they were believe it or not, San Culati days, which were holidays and not designated or otherwise known as complementary days. <laughs> San Culati. San Culotte name, named San, after, the, the, after the, San the, the, the saint of short pants. No, not the saint of short <laughs> pants. It was that the 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 San Culotte, the San Culottes were those people who initially were the one of the sparks of the French Revolution. They were the heroes of the revolution. And so it was in their honor that they had the San My my son is not impressed parenthetically by the San Culotte days. That's <laughs> The uh, uh, so now we do, however, at this time find ourselves in Vantose, which is the windy time. We have just left Pouvios, the French are uh, from the, the the from the rainy time. Okay, so January is the rainy time and February is the windy time. It's it starts actually, no, January is in Nevos, the snowy time, oh. uh, starting January 20th. Uh, was Pluvios, oh, and okay. then Vantos begins on the 19th of February. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. We are still, I take it back. We are still on the last day of Pluvios. Oh, okay. We're in the rainy time. We are in the rainy time. But by the time this, uh, you're listening to this episode as after it posts, it'll be the windy times. It'll be Ventos. Yeah. Correct. So, so yes, this is the, according to the French revolutionary calendar, we are in Ventos listeners. So welcome to Ventos. Um, and we will enter, it will not be until March the 20th that we will enter Germinal, which is uh, the time of germination or growth. Cool. So yes, the, they, they decided they were going to try to do an entirely different calendar, which, uh, you know, which, yeah. The, um, 
the British, of course, and this is where I was in this book, the British got made a great deal of fun of this because they thought it was stupid. And they called the months wheezy, sneezy, and freezy. <laughs> followed by slippy, drippy, nippy, showery, flowery, bowery, hoppy, croppy, and poppy. Wow. Those were the uh, rejected names for dwarves. Right? Yeah, well, they could well have been. And there's also 12 of them, so it makes them a little trickier. <laughs> yeah, the, James, uh, Lieutenant Colonel James, the other the other Jim on the podcast, insists that that uh, I, I, me, came up with the best alternate uh, dwarf name. That being? S- sticky. That's horrible. <laughs> we were like eating hot wings and drinking beer one night and we were i don't know what happened we were talking about seven seven dwarf names at you know alternate names for seven dwarves and we were just throwing stuff out there and making each other laugh and i said sticky at some point and he just lost it and like spit beer out and it was nice yeah (laughs) so i I have i have no remembrance as to how we got here but yes the french revolutionary Oh, I because because I can't say February. That's why. Oh, that's it. That's it. So you so you would not have to say February. You would. Uh, are you any better uh, at at saying the month in which we find ourselves? Pluvios. Pluvios. There you go. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I have trouble with uh, extra extra R's and extra L's. I think everybody does. Well, fa- let's let's face it. You're from up here. You know full well that we don't usually pronounce that R. It takes the effort. Yeah, that you don't pronounce the L in Milwaukee either. Right. It's Milwaukee. Have we had the conversation about <laughs> M-I-L-K? Milk? Yep, see, you pronounce it correctly. No, I grew up pronouncing it milk. And you just fixed yourself? Yeah, I just fixed it. Yeah, that was one of, that was one of the, first, the first things that I realized I was saying wrong because of where I grew up and, and it happened when I was a kid. Somebody pointed out, you're saying milk, it's milk. I think it was. Yeah, no, that, that is an amazing thing. I've never said, it. I'm, I, you know, I'm from here. I've never, I got to check you pronounce M I L K. Okay. Pronounces it correctly. I, well, he's raised in this house. So it's, I, I've built, I, the first time I heard that from someone again, I'm right here. Yeah. It's not like I'm far away. And I listened to somebody say, what are you saying? They were they were saying milk. Yeah, there's they, they it is pronounced like it is spelled M E L K. Yes. So very strange. Yeah. Don't understand it. Yeah. So but do you say things. do you say racine or racine? Racine. 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 I see I grew up saying it racine, but half the people that I knew said racine. And I think it's mm-hmm. still that's still the case. Like half of that area pronounces it one way and half half of it pronounces the other. And, and of course, and it's well, a French and name, so it should be Racine, right? Racine, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, and also take this one. There is a suburb on the south end of Milwaukee County that is spelled that is Oak, and the last word is C R E E K. Oh no, who they who doesn't pronounce it Oak Creek? Oh, let's see. Let's let's check here. All right, boy. What's the what's the southernmost community in Milwaukee County? Oak Creek. Okay, it does. When I was coming up, it was Oak Crick. Really? They said Crick. Uh-huh. Yeah. 100%. Well, that's a thing to call a creek a crick. Mm-hmm. And that's and, was, and that's not a wasn't... southern thing. That's a northern thing. Oh yeah. No, no, no. It was not. And it also it's important to note, it wasn't a, a show or something. 
You know, it wasn't it wasn't for effect. No, that was honestly what people how th- how they thought it was pronounced. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that makes more sense to me than milk. <laughs> Where the hell does milk come from? I have no idea, and I have no idea. I still don't know. I still do not know. Is that a? That's not a idiosyncrasy of the of the german the the german language where you pronounce an i like an e is it they've got that whole i e e i thing yeah 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 but that's the the diphthong i or the e e or the i that's not it suddenly it could be that actually could be hmm i don't know do we just stum- I, stumble I, into but an I, I i don't pretend to know i just know that i've noticed it cool okay this has been this has been Diphthong Talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Should we do news now? Sure. What's news, Jim? Well, I suppose the actual news piece yeah. that I should uh-huh. was uh, something a little sad to me. It's... It would seem that our friends in Pennsylvania, and and I, I'm not going to single out Pennsylvania. That wouldn't be fair at all. Uh, our our friends in Pennsylvania, yeah. it just happens to be there because obviously, for reasons that'll be obvious once we start talking about it, it's a center of the thing. Yeah, historical reenactment. Yeah, historical reenactment is something that I've actually never done. No, I did the Renaissance Fair, as we all know, but it is a very, very different thing to talk about reenactment. These, these folks are dead serious. This is battles you're talking about. This is battles, but they're also into the, into the historical piece of it at a level that not everyone is in the, in the Renaissance fair. There's some folks that are in Renaissance fairs because they want to do vaudeville. Yeah. They want to do fun, sticky shows and, do it in a different environment. So it's, it's, it's quite different. Reenactors are into it for the history of it. And they want to have their outfits right. Even the folks that aren't soldiers, maybe they drag their wives along and, <laughs> and they want to just, you know, they want to make the cook fires and the kids that come along. Everybody's dressed in a period appropriate garb. They bring the right kit. They spend a lot of money on their tents, on their cooking utensils, on everything. They want it to be accurate to the period. And I, I love going and there's there's different groups here in America. Uh, the biggest, I'm sure, is the Civil War folks. Yeah. But we, we also have folks that do what are called rendezvous. And it goes to the period of American exploration when there was when the American West was being settled and folks were pushing West and they met the Native Americans and they met the French that were already there doing the food, the fur trading and things like that. Yep. So they reenact that. But there is absolutely 100% a group of folks that love the American Revolutionary War. And they, they will reenact that. And according to an article, and let's always cite our sources because that's better for us. This is CBS News out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Jeanette, Pennsylvania. A new decision by a state commission could spell the end of battle reenactments at certain Pennsylvania historical sites. Uh, They are either eliminating history for the sake of political correctness or making the reenactments more genuine by having Native peoples play the roles their long-lost relatives did in real life. 
Now, there's a there's two things going on here. And I think it's really important not to let the big one go away in the in the context of the little one. Combat reenactments are being banned. Yeah, by some commission. By a commission. They're saying that force on force displays are disrespectful to the memory of those who died in or were impacted by the conflict. I have been to many of them, many of them that could not be more false. Yeah, this is this is a a commission of people who have never seen one of these things happen. Or they just or they just don't like it or right, right. Or they don't like it for some reason that they've imagined up themselves. Right. So it's and, and so that part, it's just nonsense. That's a nonsense. You can't. Oh, and by the way, the, my reenactor friends are going to kill me. There is a huge community of World War II reenactors. Yeah, we don't want to leave them out. And those people, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, are they into it? I mean, they, they, some of these people have Willy Jeeps. Some of them have ducks, the landing craft, and a couple of them, yeah, they got tanks. Yeah. Wow. They got honest to God tanks. Yeah. There, there's a group down in Illinois, right near here, that uh, <laughs> does an amazing display every year that you can go down and visit well worth a visit if you're in the area uh-huh uh, are the the members of that group in illinois who who play the the bad guys in that war the illinois nazis <laughs> well you know and, and it's funny because here's here's the part where it does get a little weird for me there was a reenactment fest years and years ago uh down in illinois in lombard illinois and I went down there because I had some friends that were performing musically. They were these rendezvous folks. They, you know, and this reenactor fest was a group. It was it was weird because it was the reenactors from all the different periods. Oh wow! So you had Spartans. That was I think it was two. I think it was two guys. Um, you had Romans. Yeah. One one dude. Uh, you had Napoleonics. There's actually a nice Napoleonic regiment in Illinois. It's. Uh, I think it's the 22nd of the line. Vive l'Empereur, gentlemen. And so they're down there. But then you had a lot of civil war. You had a lot of other things. The one that they had that made me go, oh, please don't do this. There was a group of guys who were reenacting the Totenkopf Regiment from World War II. And I'm like, guys, there are lines here. There are That's living memory still. Yeah. You know, and it just so happens that I was down there with a group of my friends from the Bristol Renaissance Fair. They were there too. And two of the people who were in that group I knew were Jews. Yeah. And the relationship between Totenkopf and Jews is understandably bad. And I went up and I talked to one of them and he wasn't having it, but I'm like, dude, you know, I get it. You know? And so you get that argument and then you get the argument about Confederate battle standards. Meaning the flag. The flag. Now, I well, I've made the point, and anybody who studies the period knows the point. What we call what we call the Confederate flag was actually very rarely on the battlefield. Really? Yeah. It's a. It's it, they typically carried the battle standard of their regiment, which was their state. Okay. You know, so I I just don't understand that logic. But be that as it may, be that as it may, that's not living memory. No. In terms of the battlefields, not I understand close. it. Is it? It's a tool of racism and all that other stuff that idiots have used it for their purposes. But I don't want to let my life be ruled by idiots either. No. 
but you're letting you're the talk- idiots win. That's it. It's like, you know, <laughs> and, and, but if you go, if you go right down to it and you go to this battle, and this is about the battle of Bushy Run, you know, that they've been doing this for 40 years. Yeah. And now it's going to stop because you don't like it. Because some bureaucrats that don't like it. You know, that's, that's weird. And I, so, and, so they want the, the, the American Indians, which is what they prefer to be called, not Native Americans. The American Indian characters need to be played by actual American Indians. They're saying, so, right? Well, there's, is, well, like I say, there's two things. They want the combat to stop. <laughs> so they're all just going to have a tea party together. Well, no, they're going to have historical displays. They want. They then say. They then say. Oh, so it's like a living diorama of that they like want some, some those some, who play Native Americans who took part in the conflicts, they want them to have encampments that yeah. show their battle tactics with weapons demonstrations, but no combat. Which doesn't make much sense. So it's like, I'm absolutely, I mean, would I prefer it if Native Americans performed as the Native Americans? Yes. Yeah. I would like that. I think that would be awesome. The more accurate, the better. But, yes, you know, but, let's but, be realistic about it. But But seriously, you're going to tell people that they can't do a battle reenactment mm-hmm. because why? Because reasons. Who's going to? And pl- again, disrespectful to the memory of those who died in or were impacted by the conflict. That's utter garbage. Yeah, that is utter garbage. And I don't. It's so aggravating. Now it's also true, though. It is also true that reenacting is going through a generational shift. It's graying. Yeah. It, uh, especially as, you know, a new generation comes up that maybe isn't into this. Um, all these other things. I, I don't know. It's kind of going to run out of gas on its own eventually. Like yeah, the, that's people yeah. don't need to be getting involved in, in, and micromanaging this. <laughs> they just yeah, need to I, wait. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, who's yeah. going to who's going to play the Redcoats? They're going to ship over actual British? Well, right. Who's going to play this... like you you mentioned it, the Spartans and the Romans. Where are you going to find some actual Spartans and Romans to play the Spartans and the Romans in Illinois? And and you go through all that and but let's say you get them. Let's say you got them, which I think we should be on the record as saying would be preferable anyway. We agree. Right. If you can. But then you're not going to let them fight? Right. How dumb is that? That's and it, it it is I think they're fun. People like I've to watch the bang bang. <laughs> well, but here's you have just raised my final point. Thank you. That's a dollar for you. <laughs> Thank you. This is that's it is sometimes we need to bring attention to things in ways that draw people in. Yeah, there we needs need to be to some entertainment the, value. We need to show the sexy, we need to show the entertainment. We need to do something that just works. Yeah, that's why all of these HBO shows have like gratuitous nudity in the first half of the first season, right? right. And then it goes away because it Allison draws, always got... complains about there's too many boobs and butts in this. Well, we'll just wait until season two. It'll go. <laughs> It'll just be violence and bad words, <laughs> right? And once it goes away, you're you're hooked because you've got to get people in. You've got uh-huh. to get them interested. Yep. And if an interesting battle display likes this, like this makes people interested, draws them in, gets them to come, and then maybe they become more interested in the broader history, that's really cool. Yeah. 
I mean, who's who's going to take their family vacation or their weekend to travel somewhere to watch some uh, some actors pretend to be Indians sitting around a campfire? Right. Sharpening their their, uh, you know, their their pointy sticks or whatever. <sighs> so nobody. So, yes. I, I, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it makes me uh, it makes me sad. Well, speaking of um, the military. And things that are sad. Mm. Uh, what's the count on uh, super expensive Sidewinder missiles that have been used to <laughs> shoot down hobbyist private balloons? You know, here's the interesting. Speaking piece of Illinois, in, in well, Illinois and Wisconsin, they shut down all air flights. They they shut down the airspace over Door County. Was that for that the, was for the the thing that they eventually shot down over Lake Huron? Right. We think. Yeah. We, which which may has, or may not there, have been a balloon from Illinois. <laughs> there has been a there has been a terrible, terrible lack of transparency from the government on this. It's it's it, even if it's embarrassing, you've got to tell the truth. So basically, what happened is giant Chinese spy balloon goes floating unmolested completely across the entire United States and Canada, and is only then shot down after public outrage and so the government embarrassed rightfully over not having acted quickly enough on the actual chinese spy balloon has just gone nuts shooting down <laughs> well but people's did this not people's open, toy balloons with did this not open up to the world that there are these toy balloonists oh i, I had no, no idea. idea the yeah and it's and it's inexpensive like like you and i can go out and like buy one of these today and send it Around the globe, multiple Around times. Around the globe, multiple they, times. They, they geotrack them. Yes. They take pictures. Yes. Just a balloon. It's a yeah. you know. I I like balloons. Me too, dude. You like balloons? Balloons. He loves balloons. The Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. God's the one who got yeah, their it, their balloon shot down. We think. We, we think. think. And that was over. It's, that was the one over Alaska. Yeah, their balloon has gone missing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> coincidentally you know, at the exact same time yeah, and yeah, day, exactly, date and altitude exactly. yeah as it's, the thing that they shot down over alaska hey bro hey bro <laughs> it's where'd our balloon go <laughs> i don't know man hey, did you see this article that the government shot down one of those chinese balloons wait <laughs> what i you don't know, understand I, is these things aren't that big how is how is the, a sidewinder missile going you know a thousand miles an hour even hit it well, my big thing is, as you, I think, referred to, Sidewinder missiles go 400 grand each. Yeah, yeah, almost half a million. Yeah, you know, so they go ha- 400 grand each. And, and and look, I understand this isn't World War II or World War I where you could go balloon busting with, a, a you know, these things are traveling at absurd speeds, these planes. So they're, by the time they get a lock on this thing, they've shot past it. Yeah. But I, I, if you want to know why, what I have been following with the greatest interest in this balloon business, if you ever, there's, there's a lot of great books on World War I, but Dr. John Keegan, rest him, wrote his first World War is one of my favorites. And one of the many, many things he talks about in that book is how readily we could have prevented World War I if they would have just talked to each other. Mm-hmm. Look, we all know that most of the monarchs of Europe were first cousins or closer. They, you know, if you look at pictures, and they actually reference this in, a, by the way, a wonderful movie that I actually, the family enjoyed a great deal, The King's Man, 
the the third movie in the series. Okay, I haven't seen any of them. There, uh, the first one and the third one are really good. The third one is actually the best. Really? I thought. Wow. Yeah, it's very strange. I like the first one a lot. Uh, the second one was okay, but the third one just rocked my socks off. I was like, I wish probably because you get to the third movie and you're like, eh, okay. But it was to be better than the other two in my mind. For any um, sequel to be better than the first is extremely rare. Exactly. And they took it in a radically different direction, which I think was part of it. But anyway, the the third one centers around World War One, and it points out that if you look at a photo of King Edward, King George, or yeah, it's, it's George, William, and well, Wilhelm, and Nicholas, the kings of England, Prussia, Germany, and Russia, respectively, mm -hmm. they look like brothers. Because <laughs> all the same bloodline. Yeah, and they played together as children. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that... And so Keegan points out these guys should have just talked and figured this out. Well, fast forward to 2023. And after an incident, you know, the Chinese are dirtbags. We know that. And they've been building these islands in the South China Sea, trying to say, yes, we control that now. Mm -hmm. That's Chinese territory. No, you just built that. Yeah, that wasn't there. No, no. That is now sovereign Chinese territory. You don't get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the law of the sea you know they've been ever since the crisis erupted under the bush administration over that the bush too ever since that happened there was supposed to be a series of hotlines where we could talk to each other and figure out what's going on what well, happened <laughs> apparently according to everything i've read and i'm certainly open to contradiction i don't know but according to several articles i've read they were calling those phones and nobody, nobody was in the answering. Chinese side was answering. Oh, my God. And so the here we sit going, OK, what are these things? What are they? Should You know, and yeah, no doubt if you shoot them down, it's an incident. We know that. That's been the case for 100 years. But we're also not going to tolerate violations of our sovereignty. So did we overreact? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think we did. But I think the greater concern is why aren't we able to communicate as the two the two remaining superpowers Russia doesn't count yep you know why aren't we talking to each other that's that you know one of these days it's going to be something more serious than freaking balloons <laughs> and i i hope we've got a better way of communicating than what appears to be the case well you know how i feel about the abilities of our side to communicate well right and it's we've got and it, president it, it, it abraham out. simpson <laughs> saying uh i don't have a sound clip you're just gonna have to do your best abe simpson impression <laughs> that's something like that i don't know was it the thing about uh having a what was it a nickel but when, when i was the day to the nickels had bumblebees on them or something like that and, yeah there you go <laughs> i think you know i have sound clips so i don't have to remember those things but now i have so many sound clips they're all jumbled i tend to delete things off of here yeah i, I have, see i have a lot of fart sounds that's that's pretty much how I think proud I you must be i think i replaced <laughs> the grandpa simpson stuff with farts anyway yeah so balloons Balloons. 
I, I yeah, but like I like you am fascinated about this balloon thing. And one of these days when I have time for another hobby, I I, I may look into that. That's course, pretty awesome. There's also drones, you know, that might be a little more fun, but also probably more expensive than these balloons. So maybe oh, drones are gr- drones are awesome. It's, it's we got a guy here now at City Hall. Really, really good dude. Uh, he's works for a local media company, but he loves his drones. And I'm coming back from lunch one day and I suddenly hear, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, Isaac, where's your, <laughs> and sure enough, there it was. Yep. <laughs> Wasn't around. So he's, he's getting uh video for. Yeah. For his, one of his the stations website or, or whatever. Or, yeah. yeah. He sell does he sell it to the local stations? I think he does. That's good. I think he yeah, it's it's a good gig, you know, and he, he likes it and he's good at it. And but yeah, you know, it's I think it's gonna be part of what we need to get used to, especially once Dr. Beevil figures out how to <laughs> effectively deliver our sandwiches via Yeah, whatever happened to that? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Elon Musk is ahead of him as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Remember uh Parks and Rec? When they uh yes when they went into the future the future mm-hmm. of 2017 and yeah. and what was it Grizzle was that the Grizzle. name of the the Grizzle, company yeah. was was drone delivering stuff all over the place mm-hmm. yeah yeah here we are six years later not there still no Grizzle delivery drone delivery still no double barreled neckties still no flying cars I'm disappointed in all of the movies and TV shows that predicted things. Um, mm. So some more some local but sort of local news to you. I didn't know this where where these things are based. Um but somebody s- stole a catalytic converter off of a Wiener mobile in Las Vegas. Reason? Cuz uh they're just full to get of, they're full of gold, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, if if it's just another catalytic theft. Yeah, no, that's a big that's a big problem. It... But but they actually targeted a Wiener mobile. <laughs> Why did they say why? I don't think they have a reason other than it has a catalytic converter, just like every other car. But they're based in Madison. I had no idea that the Wiener Mobiles and there's like ten of them are based in Wisconsin. Did you know this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is that? Is Oscar Meyer from Wisconsin? Uh, I. It's funny. It's it's like milk. It's one of those things I've never questioned. <laughs> I mean, uh... I know you guys like your sausages, but. We we are into <laughs> these it. are just regular old hot dogs. They have they have a they have a story. They have they have a story. I'm going to look it up. What's the history? Story? It's the history of Oscar Mayer, 1873. Well, they were in, certainly in Chicago. 1936, the Great Depression came along, and the country's spirits needed lifting. We launched the Wiener Mobile in 1936. Wow, 19. It goes back to 1936. That first ad where children wish to be an Oscar Mayer Wiener, 1965. Wow. And then, then, then Reese, what was his last name? Oh, what was his last name? The kid that sang it. His last name was Reese. Sang that in 1976. I was 10. And then they rebooted the Wiener Mobile in 1986. 19, you know, I'm going to believe that they knew what they were writing when they said this. I'm going to believe it. 1988. This is by the way from the Oscar Mayer site. So this is them. I I I will not apologize. <laughs> a brand new fleet of six 23-foot-long Wienermobiles made their way across America. They continue to spread joy and a love of meat. 
It's what it says <laughs> right here. I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah, and and they they're called hot doggers. I've actually known hot doggers. The people, people who, who drive staff them? the half the. Well, it's not just that they not only drive it. There's a crew that goes around in there. Yeah, and they they ha- they hand out goodies. Yeah, they go to events. They hand out goodies. It's a great summertime job for college kids. It's a big vehicle. There ought to be room for a crew. Yeah, yeah. And then they drive. I think they. Yeah. Where's that wainer? Tracking the wiener. They have a. <laughs> they have a map. <laughs> they do. Where they are do. the wieners right now? Right now, February eighteenth. Wow, they're they're actually tracked. The nearest one you got. They're down in Texas, baby. Wow. They like they're, meat in Texas. We are tracking the Wiener Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. They already have uh, the joy of meat down there. Um, there is a there. The nearest one to you, if I remember your location correctly, is actually in uh, South Carolina. It's in. Oh no! Take it back. It's in Savannah. It is in Savannah at the annual Hilton Head, the thirty eighth annual. Forgive me, the thirty eighth annual Hilton Head St. Pat's. Oh, that's got to be coming up, doesn't it? Yeah, March. It'll be there March twelfth. Hilton Head is South Carolina. Yeah, so it's right near Savannah, though. Yeah. So yeah, that was zoomed out of the map. So yeah, that's about that's, four hours that, away from me. Yeah, that's looking to be. Also, if you shoot up, what is going on there? Is there a confluence there, of Wiener Mobile? There is. Somewhere? A, they're they're oh they're gathering in Charlotte. That's not too far away from here. There's an intense gathering of them in Charlotte. One will be Huntersville on the 19th. I don't know Looks where like that March is. March is where they're St. Patrick's Day, Concord. Oh, so they're, they're, they're doing St. Patty's Day. Yeah, there will be no, not one, not two, not three, but four surrounding Charlotte. Wow. For St. Patrick's Day. And today, 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 one is in Gallipolis, Ohio at Winterfest. Tucson, Arizona at La Fiesta de los Vaqueros in Tucson at the Tucson Rodeo. Oh. And then in McAllen, Texas. There so mostly south, except for oh, yeah, well, that you one have in to Ohio. be this time of year. Yeah. I wonder can you can you put chains on, on the tires on the Wiener Mobile? Do they I, make I, them in I that would, size? Those are illegal and you know it. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's fun to say. I want to throw some chains in the old Wienermobile. They're they're illegal now. Yeah, like banned. Banned. Yeah, yeah. they tear the heck out of the pavement. Well, yeah. Banned in Wisconsin or everywhere? Oh, I know just about Wisconsin. Okay. You have to tell me. I don't know how much you need them in Atlanta. <laughs> well, there was that one time. Yeah, right. <laughs> that 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 one day out of a six year period. No, I had some uh, good folks come up and visit us here in Milwaukee. They were wonderful folks, mayor, councilman. They were they were building a new town hall, and they the way they phrased it to me, I'd never heard before. They they we had just had a snowfall. Yep, and they made the comment, "You all do a great job of shoving the snow out of the way." Shoving the snow. I'm like, that's 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 what we do. <laughs> Where were they from? The South. Yeah, they're from they're from a suburb of Atlanta. Oh, really? Which one? Don't remember. Began with a B. Buford. It was it was a well to do suburb. That starts with a B. They were spending a oh, lot Buckhead. of money. What's this? Buckhead. 
that sounds inelegant. They sounded more fancy. They okay. sounded more fancy than Buckhead. Okay. Yeah. Buckhead does not sound fancy to me. Let me. That let sounds me. a face where I can get 10 cent tappers. <laughs> well, you're thinking of like actual deer or, or the Milwaukee Bucks. What is a. I, I can't think of a bee. I'm clearly it caused you to obsess. I, sorry about that. Brookhaven? That sounds right. Okay. That's not or really a like suburb. That. And right. it's right next to Buckhead. <laughs> well, they don't, you know, the people from Brookhaven do not speak to the people at Buckhead. Okay. So, yes, yeah. airmobiles. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's about, that's about it for my news. What, what else did you want to talk about, Jim? Oh, my goodness. Well, we always talk about video games. And I, 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 I was brought, this was brought to my attention by an ad i I always read kotaku if you're interested in nerdery generally and and video games in particular like kotaku is a a fascinating news site i like it and this is uh this was on thursdays just a couple days ago workers and resources soviet republic is a city builder that has a particular focus on how urban planning worked alongside the communist economies of eastern europe during the cold war it, however, now has been removed after two years of being there from the Steam marketplace. Now, we'll get to why it's been taken down. But I first want to say, ladies and gentlemen, there's a re and I, I don't want to be too serious about this because it's easy to exaggerate. this. But it is super important. We don't forget how bad communism was is. And remains well because it still exists for for those of us that lived through it, especially in the Soviet Union. Yeah. And for those of us who knew people personally who lived when Poland was a communist state, when the Czech Republic was Czechoslovakia and a communist state and Hungary was a communist state. And these places were held by tanks in line. And when they attempted to leave, people were killed. The old go iron curtain. Ber- go to Berlin. Yeah. Go to Berlin. Now, look, we went to Berlin a couple of years ago. My family and I took my son to Checkpoint Charlie. And, oh, it's fun. You know, it's oh, it's the Berlin Wall Museum. How cool. Get a chunk of the wall. Take it home with you. <laughs> How much does that cost? It's I don't even know because I actually got one. My German professor in high school was an avowed Marxist who told us in class. Who told us in class. That even if the wall came down, east and east and west were now so different, they would never unite. Yeah. And I said they absolutely would. Communism is false. It's a it's a totalitarian state. The only reason it's functioning is because of force. Yeah. It has no consent of the governed. And we bet he bet me a chunk of the wall when it came down. That chunk of the wall is in my office. <laughs> and to his great credit, I mean, you talk he about actually an owned up man. to it. Yeah. You talk about an honest, he he admitted he was stunned, stunned. And he went and he went to Berlin and he cut out a chunk of the wall with his own hand and a little pick. Wow. So I have that. So he didn't have it yet. No, he went in 1989 and got it. Wow. It's a a cherry. That's amazing. Yeah. I thought this was a chunk he already had that he was my chunk. I'll give it to you if. No, he was there. And it all came Wow. He 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 knew he had to be there for this. And so he flew. Wow. Yeah, no, no. He is uh 
He's one of my, as I've said to people for a long time, if you want to know how I think, he's one of the two people that really do explain it. Yeah. Which is interesting because his politics and mine are, are different. <laughs> but, you know, just truly a brilliant, brilliant teacher. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, go to Berlin and now you see it. And, and right now, Checkpoint Charlie, where you can get your picture taken in a cute Soviet uniform, he, he, he. That whole concession, it cracks me up is run by um, subcontinental Indians. Oh, okay. It's, it's so, and so it's people who do not look like Soviet soldiers. No. <laughs> standing there with, for pictures. It's like, Hey, Hey. And I, when we went, I laughed and I went capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> it's a God Pete's, bless capitalism. Pete's working in a call center. Yeah. Or wherever. You know, yeah. You know, you're not, you're not working at the local falafel or, Actually, no. See, now that's going to make me really, really hungry. <laughs> I really want to donut our kebab right now. Oh my god! Oh, don't talk about that. Heavenly wheels of meat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so funny when we were in Paris. <laughs> one of the best restaurants we stopped at was a donut kebab yeah. joint somewhere uh-huh. way off in the corner. Oh, it was great. Okay, we have to stop and, the show now so I can I can head over to Euro Village and this must have donut kebab. <laughs> but you know, so so you know, we we have all this stuff go there and it's all cute and it's all this it then go to the point where people died and were shot yeah you know we talked about disrespecting the memory and when we talked about reenactments that's disrespecting the memory of the dead you know that's forget forgetting the fact forgetting the fact that the only reason this government held together was through force is that's the problem that's dishonoring the dead this game, which is clearly being done, I would, well, I should be careful. I think it's Russians. I see, I, by all evidence, they're Russians. It seems Russian-y when you, like the music in the video. Yeah. <laughs> and when you watch, oh, they're Slovakian. They're Slovak. Oh, okay. They're, Close. they're Slovak. And you watch this thing and you're like, are you serious? Yeah. Is this just a joke? All right, is this a joke? Because I think you're serious. What 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 is the game? Describe it's a, well, it to it's, a, us. it's a city builder. So it's like it's Sim City. It's Sim City, but obviously it's 3D. It's gorgeous. It's a very oh, it, good. Yeah, it game. looks really good. It's a really good looking game. But it also is one of the things it pitches is its scale and scope. Uh huh. Yeah. Is that you are going to be planning where people live, where their businesses are, where their power plants are where everything is and you're going to show and you're going to mine natural resources and you're going to show how there can be this thriving Soviet Republic. Did the, the, isn't the phrase they use in there for, for when you're uh, they're showing you how you can build the schools. They don't, they say something along the lines of how the children can be educated. Yes. You, you get to decide how the children will be educated. That's not and, creepy. And well, <laughs> and then of course they throw up the get your power plants up. And they're nuclear power plants that look an awful lot like Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's all kinds of smokestacks spewing black smoke into the air all over the place. And so there's a level at which I'm like, okay, they're kidding. They're 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 not serious. But then <laughs> but then there's the reason for the takedown. Uh-huh. And there's this crypticness that I'm trying, I've been trying to dive through. Where it says, and this is the Kotaku article, why is this game taken down? 
It is alleged that a player, a well-known member of their community, and it's interesting, every game seems to get this guy or gal, the person that loves their game above all others. In fact, it seems more than the people that made the game. (laughs) And he becomes an expert on the game. And sometimes they hire this guy to be a developer. But sometimes it is alleged that this player had written a guide on a way to play the game more realistically. Oh, okay. What does that mean? And that the the developers had already been working on a game mode that did that. Okay, so he he just kind of uh, jumped the route on them. Well, but uh, and this is one of the things that gets into the he said, she said between them. They allege, oh, we were already doing it. He said, no, you were taking my ideas. Uh So that's a he said, she said in the game. But you raised the question I wanted to raise, which is, are you, what, what is more realistic? Yeah, what does that mean? And I don't have a clear answer. I want to be very clear. I do not have an easy answer to this. But it reads like, mm-hmm. it reads like he was doing it in a way that showed up the actual negative side of Soviet governance. Because the biggest problem I have with this, other than any hint that this Soviet-era republic would be anything other than a totalitarian joke show, is the idea that planned economies work. (laughs) Yeah. This clearly proposes a planned economy. It says it's a planned economy. It's one of the things it talks about. They never work. Human beings are too complex. Our our international economies are too complex. They fail every time. They don't work externally. They don't work internally. The Chinese have given up on it because they know it doesn't work. But the only but history remaining... nerd, history nerd Jim, they, maybe somebody just hasn't done it the right way yet. <laughs> well, we're going to put millions of more people through deep suffering to once again prove it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, okay, you want to know? So, okay, so it's only except it's never been tried, except in Cuba, Slovakia, Romania, Hungary, North Korea, the Soviet Union, Poland. Venezuela, uh, Venezuela, no, uh, North Vietnam. It's like you know, all by the way, North Vietnam may be the greatest example of all. They took over in the name of a communist revolution, and it's now a profoundly capitalist state that just runs a dictatorship. Yeah. So planned economies don't work. They do some tourism there now. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> people no, love going to Vietnam now. Vietnam. I, I have not several. I'd say three. Is that several? That's a few. I have a few people in my acquaintance, one a friend. They've retired there. Yeah. Uh, one was a Vietnam vet who married a Vietnamese woman uh, who was had landed estates. And uh, just minute he retired, he flew back and he's now a prof- he's actually a professor in uh, Saigon. And uh, he's a he teaches part time in Saigon. He just he's very, very happy um, there. It's 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 a beautiful country. And he, he fell in love with it, obviously fell in love with a woman there. And uh, is accepted into the family and, and just he, he ain't coming back. Um, but it's it's a fascinating place to visit. Obviously, we have a generation of Vietnam vets that want to go back and explore some of that. So that's that that is what it is. But to the point, workers and resources, Soviet Republic, folks, folks, I you know, play the games you're going to play. Learn what you're going to learn. 
But there's always been this piece of me. And this actually goes back to my views about SimCity. I believe in zoning. Okay. Zoning is important. Yep. And so there's a lot of other laws that I'm responsible for in my day job that are critical to the proper functioning of a society. You do not want the road grid designed by Elon Musk, Bill Gates, or Jeff Bezos. <laughs> It'll serve them. Yeah. It won't serve all people. That Roads are a common good. Duh. I, I, the fact that I have to say that bugs me. You know, the, the, the transit system, period, is a common good. It should be built for all of us. That does have to be planned. Similarly, I remember I was at a convention in Frederick, Virginia, and I was going to go. I was staying at a hotel, and I said, well, I want to go, and I'd never been. I wanted to go to a Waffle House. And to get there, you had to go down this very, very, and it's, you know, it's a classic American thing. We have the interstate, and along the interstates, every now and again, you get these oases of McDonald's, Wendy's, Shoney's, whatever. Gas station, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what this was. So it's a big, 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 like three lane each side thing. Sidewalk, walk it along. The sidewalk stopped. Okay. I discovered for Shell Silverstein where the sidewalk ends. It's here. It ends right in front of an auto parts store in Frederick, Virginia. (laughs) And I'm looking around and I realize it continues 60 feet further to the east. But there's a 60 foot gap. There's it. a 60 foot gap because nobody was making the schmuck that owns the auto parts store install a sidewalk. Yeah. Because freedom. <clears throat> I'm like, that's dumb too. Yep. No, no, you schmuck. You build the sidewalk. It's for everybody. So all these other businesses had built the sidewalk. But yeah, but the, the, auto the parts Waffle guy. House had a sidewalk. <laughs> How many dollar uh, twenty nine waffles do they need to sell to? pay for that sidewalk i tell you what well i, I had chicken and waffles so that's more than a dollar 29 it was really good too um but you know so i'm looking at this going really really yeah so y- there are parts of things we do have to plan that we do have to do but there's another extreme that it really worries me that we're going to forget this is the you want a crushing reality that right now this year no, next year, sorry, next year, we will be, my math is hard, 25 years from the fall of the Berlin Wall. Yep. You know, that's that's scary. No, it's more 35. than that. What am I saying? It's 35. Yeah. We're going to be 35 years. 35 years. That's, that's enough dangerous. Time. Yeah, that, We're that's entering enough time dangerous for, times. for people to have, you know, the people who are in charge of stuff weren't alive or or weren't old enough to appreciate it when it happened well now take your exact out of living memory let's say you're let's say you're in your very you're at the peak of your powers you're 50 years old right Mm -hmm. you're a 50 year old senior official you're 85 now yeah you're you're on the tail end and it's easy and look obviously this has come with a lot of dislocation because of the damage the soviet monstrosity did to the east it's taken a long, long time for them to catch up. And the one thing that they did give them was pride of, oh, we're this empire, oh, we're mighty, oh, the, so- the Americans fear us and all this stuff. It's very seductive. It's very seductive. And, and Putin, going to the war in the Crimea, plays into that. Yep. You know, so he's giving them the one thing that he can, which is pride. 
which is national pride. And, you know, I hope these guys are kidding. I'm going to, I'm going to follow this with some interest, but workers and resources, Soviet Republic, boy, oh boy, I don't know. Check it out, kids. Tell me what you think. I, <laughs> I, I, I know what I do. All right. All right. Before we get to Sammy, before we get to Sammy, two quick things. Yes. Hit me. Why? Why can't we have a normal quarterback? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? A darkness retreat? Why? Go, Pat, go! Why, Mike? Tell me why. Uh, why can't we have a normal quarterback? Yeah, or, or why is he doing this to us? <laughs> I He's got to be trolling everybody, right? Okay, if he was, I would respect him beyond my power to reason. Because he's he's had this thing going on. How how long has his his shtick with with re, with regards to retirement being weird with retirement? How many seasons has this? Has I'd this say been it's been. This will be three. This is the third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how 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 many months has the shop teacher in Canada with the giant fake prosthetic boobs been running that scam right. like? Right. Five months, right? So, right. yeah, I think, yeah, this is pretty epic for Rogers. If this is a troll. <laughs> yeah, if this is a troll, all respect. I don't think it is, though. No, I, I think he's deadly serious. I think he really is this weird. I think he believes this. I, I, I think that he thinks he is this deep, complex guy who is, is seeking true wisdom. Yeah, yeah. And if you've watched, if you've watched enough of the McAfee show, you know that he surrounds himself with suck ups. Seems that that is the case. And I mean, and I don't mean just little bitty suck ups, like guys who laugh at his jokes or guys who think he's cool or all that stuff. I'm talking guys who every word that comes out of his mouth is, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, total well, burn, Aaron. Yeah. Well, and, why, and why does he have to to surround himself with these people in, in the first place? where is his family well he's alienated everybody that loves him right that that was when i learned that about him that made me stop and and worry and that was how many years ago that we found that out yeah about him at least 10 that's not right like that's not that's not nobody's entire family is worth alienating (laughs) there's always at least one person who you still talk to Right. If not multiple, it's 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 usually the reverse. There's like one or two people who you don't talk to and everybody else rallies together, you know, and alienates themselves from those people. It's not it doesn't go this way. And you and, you know. Where where the one person who's left is the normal one. Yeah, no, I, Something's I, wrong. I just I, I, something's I wrong with this guy and. You know, okay, the family stuff aside, the the weirdness, right? The weird things he's into, you know, quote unquote weird, right? It's it's each each thing is not on its own weird. It's the fact that there's like a whole big pile of this stuff. But even then, it's not that weird, right? If he doesn't talk about it all the time. You know, somebody might have all of this stuff going on in their lives in the background. They just don't tell other people all the time. 
like this guy does. That's the thing that's really weird that he's so open about it. Am I wrong? Well, I, well but remember, if you're living in a in an echo chamber, right, you have no perspective. Right. You you get exact you get no perspective whatsoever. Nobody ever has the courage to say to him that the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. And and so it just it's sad. But 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 let's ask ourselves, I guess, the only question that matters. This year, August, uh-huh, many months away, many months away, half a year. Who is the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers? I think I think I, I agree with uh our our um friend on the radio, Tim Murray, that, that it will be Aaron Rodgers this year. Yeah, Next I, year I think, though, no. I think yeah, I think, I think, I, I this think coming this season's it. the last one. Yeah. You think he'll he'll be back, but that's it? One one yeah. more year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean he mm. already has a deal. There's just there's there's too much money momentum pushing him toward playing again for the Packers. He's not going to, I mean, (laughs) what an insult it would be if he got himself traded to the Jets. Because what happened with Favre? Yeah, but but here's the thing. I mean, it's, you know, the Bob McGinn article, the podcast that came out, is the first time I don't believe Bob McGinn. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he, he puts out the article that the entire Packers organization is done with Aaron Rodgers. They're sick of him. Now, by the way, I believe that. <laughs> I believe they are completely sick of his act. Do I think they're ready to go past him and go on? No, I don't. I mean, at this point, don't they expect this from him? Yeah, but you don't you don't want it. It's a distraction you don't feel you deserve. You certainly don't need it. You got plenty of other things to worry but it's, about. But it's their job right to plan around this knowing this is coming every yeah. day right yeah I mean, well it becomes your job but right. you can have a thing in your job you hate oh yeah everybody does you gotta do but it I don't, but i don't think like you know the way it's presented as oh they're they're through with him they're they washed their hands no 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 that well that right both That's things different. can be I true think, at the same time of, they can I be sick of it be, and want him yeah. back yep yeah yep yeah so. okay all right what was the other I thing think. Yeah, the other thing, I just want to confess my sins. <laughs> my, uh, by the time, by the, the next time I appear, it'll be too late. My beloved bride is going to Disney World. Oh, well, it works making her go, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she's going on her own? Yeah, she no, did... no, no. She's not really going on her own. She's going um, with friends? She's going. No, I mean, 40... I mean, she's. 40 years ago, she went with her sister and her family. Okay. And this is an anniversary of of that. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. No, it isn't. (laughs) No, no, no. See, I've already forgiven her, but you (laughs) you have different feelings. I I love my sister-in-law. She's a great person, and and I'm very lucky to have her. Um, But you want want to know, why are you making this happen? Yeah. And I told her, I told her at uh, Christmas, I said, you know, it is, it is an indication of how fond I am of you (laughs) that this is happening at all. Wow. And she is, she is going for the full on the ground in the resort, seeing Mickey experience. Yeah. 
And that that led me very briefly. I, I and as I've said, I despise Disney, but I'm fascinated by it. I think it's like a fascination with evil. <laughs> and just another example from how great Kotaku is, check out their article, 10 Small Ways That Disney Immerses You Completely. Nope. My way of phrasing it is, watch Disney use theater tricks to hustle you. Uh-huh, yeah. And, you know, and it, it's it's all, it's fascinating. It's well worth the read. It totally, I mean, it's, it's all the little things they do to make, to make you think you're in this magical place. My absolute favorite though, of the 10, and they're all very, very interesting to me um, because there is the incognito cast members. It's uh, if you're following along, it's nine of 12 in the slideshow, Mike. Okay. It's the fact that you'll be walking through Disney World and suddenly there'll be an R2-D2 just buzzing along, beeping at kids. Uh-huh. They have trained cast members to conceal themselves as tourists, as grounds crew, as anything else. Those are the people that are secretly controlling the R2. The guy with the remote. <laughs> yep. he is. They are so good. <laughs> At training and hiding that, that you typically have to work to notice it. I'm like, that's that's all right. The yeah, other like one, it, the yeah. other one that I thought was, well, I was gonna say, it's the, the kind of thing that, you, like this guy that wrote the article points out, if if you know what to look for, you can find it, but it's still difficult. It's still right. di- hard to pick it out. And and the other one was the show line. What was um, what is the show line? The show line is the one right before it. It's this whole thing about when you're a kid, when you're just getting a little bit older and the magic is wearing off, you're hoping to catch a character out of character. Oh, oh, that line. Okay, the, like the get, line on the like ground. Get, like yeah, get yeah. Donald Duck to take his head off <laughs> and get a picture of him. <laughs> or or be sitting on a bench, like behind Burning a bush, one. smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like Len Dawson at Super Bowl one, you know, got that, got that, uh, got that lucky, lucky straight and a, and a fresca. Yeah. But, uh, drinking, apparently, drinking out of a paper bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In the backstage area, there is a physical line painted on the ground that shows you if you are behind that line, you cannot be seen. You can be out of character at that point. Yep. If you want to. It's a, it's an actual it line. And then when you step outside it, then you can, you know, and apparently this is really important during the parades when they're queued up. Cast members need to know exactly when to start dancing and waving. Yeah. I'm like, that's, they think about it. It's attention to freaking detail like few other places. But the line that's painted where it is painted is like they've scouted out yes the whole park and they know like if you if you you know stand up on this bench and try and try to see right it's not just normal people casually looking around this is people who are trying to catch them being out of character that's what informs where this line is like disney has gone to the trouble to try to figure out all of the ways that people could get could sneak a look at a character out of character and they found where that line is like normally the line if you were just casually looking around would be 
what, 20, 30, 50 feet further sure. toward the crowd. Disney's gone to the trouble to figure out, okay, <laughs> somebody who really is desperate to see one of these people drinking out of a paper bag or smoking a Lucky Strike. <laughs> Where is that line? And they've painted it way back there. That's crazy. That that, But, you know, you know, it's, it's they're all but, in on the experience. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, and that's and that's the thing that we respect. Yeah, you know, I I hate them with all my heart, but you gotta hate I respect can, them for this. Exactly, exactly. So, shall we stop and see Sam before we go? I would love to. I think we have to. We have to see our guy Sam. You know, we've been going through the diary of Samuel Pepys government official in the court of charles ii it's now based on the the traverse of time it's 1664 we started out in 1660 yeah you know and we've uh we've skipped just because the way my showing up on the show has been we've, we've skipped around a little bit but it is 1664 okay and uh just amazing how much sam wrote down it you know the <laughs> last time i visited we talked about my getting to see a lot of sam's stuff all the but Sam. All the, we did all the Sam. Yeah. It, was, it was fun. It was, well, it was very cool to visit it. All right. This, bear in mind, we've got to do a two-dayer. Because okay. it go, it's a two-day story. So we're starting on Wednesday, 17th February, 1663. Up and with my wife, setting her down by her father's in Law Acres, Long Acre, in so ill-looked after a place among all the whorehouses that I was troubled at it to see her go thither. Then side to Whitehall, and there up and down, talking with Mr. Pierce, who tells me of the king's giving of my Lord Fitzharding two leases, which be belong indeed to the queen, worth 20,000 pounds to him, and people do talk of it, and other things of the nature which I am sorry to hear. He and I walked around the park with great pleasure and back again, and finding no time to speak with my Lord of Albemarle, I walked to the change, and there met my wife at our pretty dolls, and so took her home, and Creed also, whom I met there, and sent her hose, while Creed and I sat on the change, and by and by my home and dined, where I found an excellent mastiff, his name Towser, sent me by a, by a surgeon. After dinner, I took my wife again by coach, leaving Creed, by the way, going to Gresham College, of which he has now become one of the virtuosos, and to Whitehall, where I delivered a paper about Tangiers to my Lord Duke of Albemarle. And so did Mrs. Hunts to call my wife. And so I coached straight home again in my office till three o'clock in the morning. Wow. Having spent much time this evening in discourse with Mr. Cutler, who tells me how the Dutch deal with us abroad and do not value us anywhere. And how he and Sir William Ryder have now reason to lay aside Captain Cook in their company. He having played some indiscreet and unfair tricks on them and has lost himself everywhere by his imposing upon the world with the conceit of his own wit. And so has, he tells us, Sir uh, Richard Ford also, both of whom are very witty men. He being gone, Sir William Ryder came and stayed with me till about 12 at night, having found ourselves work till that time about understanding the measuring of Mr. Wood's masts, which though I did so well before as to be thought to deal very hardly against Wood, yet I am ashamed I understand it no better. And do hope yet, whatever be thought of me, to save the king some more money, 
and out of an impatience to break up with my head full of confused, confounded notions, but nothing brought to a clear comprehension. I was resolved to sit up and did now. It is ready to strike four o'clock. All alone, cold, and my candle not left enough to light me to my own house. And so with my business, however brought to good understanding and set it down pretty clear, I went home to bed with my mind at good quiet. And the girl sitting up for me, the rest all abed, I ate and drank a little. And to bed, weary, sleepy, cold, and my head aching. That was a big day. It was. <laughs> and, and I just did all that to say, let us always remember how much we love Sam. And we do. Because Thursday, the 18th of February... Remember, we talked about doing things you have to do, even though you don't want to do them. Yep. Called up to the office and much against my will, I rose my head aching mightily into the office, which where I do argue to good purpose for the king, which I have been fitting myself from last night against Mr. Wood and his masts, but brought it to no issue. So I wanted to focus on two things. There's a lot here, obviously. But the two I really liked were, first of all, going to Longacre, which is a uh, is right near Drury Lane, which is not far from where he lived, actually. Um, but it was. Uh, what would we say? It was, it was quite the red light district. That's what I wanted. And as he said, he left his wife amongst the whorehouses to visit <laughs> with her father. Who lived in a crappy place? Yeah, near in, the, the, near yeah, the in Long Acre. It was it was a you know neighborhoods changed more quickly in this time than they do even today. Yeah, and it had been a reasonably good neighborhood once upon a time, but it fell down into disrepair and disrepute. But the other thing I really wanted to get to is this business with Mister Wood, which, by the way, we've met Wood before, have we? Yes, he was a uh, he he was a timber merchant and a mast maker from Wapping. Okay. He is partners with Mr. William Batten, who we've met before. Yeah. But Peeps regularly refers to him as a knave. <laughs> okay. Because he thinks that would now remember, we all remember what Peeps job Peeps job is in the government of Charles II. He he uh he's the uh the head of the admiralty he's very in charge good of the navy. He's senior at the admiralty he's a very very highly placed in the navy in the navy yeah 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 so these masts are a big deal oh yeah they they need the, the, the he needs to buy masts to uh, put on the ships that exactly. they're building yeah and so he gets this william Ryder, who we don't know much about um he's he's you know he's not a particularly well-known figure um, he was, however, a what we what we do know is that he was a merchant, a Baltic merchant. He's actually somewhat older uh, by this time. He dies only a few years after this. He's a Baltic merchant, a Navy contractor. He goes with Peeps to Tangiers, where he went. He actually owned a house out in the countryside. And um, at the time of the fire. That's where Peeps sent all his valuables, ah. including, by the way, the diary. Thank God for that. No kidding. So this is a guy that Peeps looks to to say, I think 
this wood is screwing the king and he wants to prove it to impress the king. Yep. And he says, and I just love this so much. He says, he being gone, Ryder comes by and stays with me until 12 at night. Having found ourselves work till that time about undertaking the measuring of the masts, which though I did so well before as to be thought to deal very hardly against wood. I, I think I got him. Yep. I think I got this guy. I think I've figured out how he's shafting us. Yet I am ashamed. I understand it no better. <laughs> and do hope yet would ever be thought of me to save the king some more money. So he says, I thought I had it. I thought I'd figured it out. And when I looked at it again, sitting with Ryder until midnight, nothing. I, it, it got away from me. Yeah. And then, then he says, and out of an impatience to break up with my head full of confused, confounded notions, but nothing brought to a clear comprehension, I was resolved to sit up and did till now it is ready to strike four o'clock. He's just stewing. He's sitting there going, I'm going to sit here in this chair in front of this desk until it comes back to me. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. I, I, I had it. I had it. And it's gone. <laughs> and I'm mad. We've done this. Oh, yeah. I, we were talking, I think it was off the air in one of the, pre, we were talking about calculus. Yep. We, we have we have had this happen to us in all kinds of things. You know, it is just amazing to me that, you know, here's peeps sitting there going, I'm going to figure this out. Uh, he had it all figured out. He forgot to write one little thing down. And then when he went back. Like, and then this doesn't make sense now. <laughs> and then and then the links, because we live in a modern linked society, took me back to the 14th of December last year. Commissioner Pratt or Pet, Commissioner Pet, did let fall several scurvy words concerning my pretending to know masts as well as anybody, which I know proceeds ever since I told him. I could measure a piece of timber as well as anybody employed by the king. So Sam had bragged. <laughs> I could do that. I, what are you talking about? I could do it as well as anybody employed by the king. Anybody. And this guy, this commissioner who he serves with, is running him down on a, he, scurvy words. You got to love that. <laughs> Yeah, what are those? Says, oh, it's Mr. I can measure a mast. As well as anybody employed by the king, huh? Smart guy, huh? So here's our beloved Sam sitting in his room all by himself. He says his candle has even gone out. Yep. Even his candle has gone out. Not enough left to light me to my own house. So remember, he hasn't gone home yet. No, he's still at the office. He's at the office till four in the morning because this pet is making fun of him. He knows this wood is hustling him and he knows he let his own big mouth get him into this trouble. <laughs> he's and he's beating himself going, up. I, I had it. Yeah, I had it. I had it. And now it's gone. 
This guy's going to make fun of me. I can't help the king. This wood is hustling me. The scurvy words are going to be flying everywhere. Oh, he's going to say scurvy words. (laughs) I was resolved to sit up and did till now it is ready. And I can't help but wonder writing this. I don't know. Did he just grab his diary and start writing? Yeah. Was he writing in the diary while he was stewing? Yeah. (laughs) And so he goes home all alone, cold, and my candle not left to light me to my own home. I ate and drank a little and so to bed, weary, sleepy, cold, and my head aching. Mm -hmm. God, I love this guy. So what, there was some surgeon gave him a giant dog? Oh, yeah, that is a fight. He actually, he didn't give him a dog. He introduced him to a dog. Oh, introduced He him. was a fighting mastiff. Ah. He is, he was showing it off to him. The The change that he refers to is the Royal Exchange. Ah. Uh, it's a center of commerce in the heart of London. The building, unfortunately, was destroyed. Um, and it's, it's the, there's a third building that's there, and it's marked. It's marked as the Royal Exchange. It's a center of commerce. And yeah, this uh, this guy who who apparently he's you know he's sitting there eating, and while he's there, he he finds an excellent mastiff named Towser. Towser, you know Towser. And I it's just true. I do love stuff like that. You find out what did they name their dogs? Yeah, well, pa- apparently Towser. <laughs> um, and uh, an excellent mastiff. So yeah, he was he was being shown to him. As uh, you would assume, somebody that uh, peeps could bet on in one of the dog fights. Uh-huh. Love you, Sam. It's awesome. Thank, thanks for letting us sit with you in your office. <laughs> and and as I've said, you know, we all watched the movie years ago about Sam, mm-hmm. uh, which was very good, actually. Yeah. And uh, but you know, I, I would like to see a more complete movie that doesn't play up the salacious stuff, right? And that just shows this stuff. Yeah. You know, you can you can certainly tell stories about firing guns over orphanages, <laughs> which which is all good. I want to see that put on film. <laughs> uh, but but you know, just also seeing this guy just sitting in this office going, "Stupid, stupid! You had to open your mouth, stupid!" Yeah, all of the things that everybody experiences. Yeah, it's it it is indeed our our most common humanity. And yeah, in many respects, he you know, we we look at him and we laugh because we have this distance of oh gosh, math is again hard, but uh 360 ish. 360 years. Yeah, yeah, we've got this gap of 360 years, but well, come on, we're no better. No. We're no better at all. No, we've come right back around 360 degrees. You know, and, and there's there's all kinds of episodes of The Office. There's we've made the comment that, that that there are quite a few of them that could readily be filmed by the cast of The Office. <laughs> no, this the, the, this would be a great series because there's so much material. Oh sure, you could just let Ricky Gervais play Sam. <laughs> that would be perfect. Ah, I love it. Oh, let's tweet this at him. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Hey, now that you're done with Afterlife. <laughs> yeah, have you ever Your thought about beca- being be. Sam Peeps in the diary of his life? You do it for years. Yeah. And and just watching and just watching Sam. You know, just watching Sam, he'd have to shave. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> he'd have to shave and put on the wig, but he could do it. Oh, he would be perfect. 
you know, because he's this, got. We have to make yeah. this happen. <laughs> All right, I'm going. Uh, we're going for it. You will see it shortly. I will tag you. Okay, thank you. Are you doing it right now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what? Talk. This is. Uh, I'm done with Sam. So I'm All doing right. this now. All right. Yeah. So while you're doing that, Jim, mm-hmm. I want to remind the listeners and you that tune in in four weeks for the Nerdburger 10th anniversary show. That's right. Oh, nice. There will be uh, multiple people on the air. I know that for sure. There's there's <laughs> at least going to be one other person here. Oh, uh, uh, will there be prizes? I don't know. If I can get to the dollar store in time. Will there be a food blog? It's quite possible. Join us. March. Uh, well, you, Jim, join us March 18th for the recording. And the rest of you listening can join us March 22nd, which should be the Wednesday after that. Did you tweet him yet? Uh, it is happening right now. It's done. Oh, yay! Push the button. Awesome. Uh, the tweet reads, just so you, you'll... And you'd, uh, Dear Ricky Gervais, as Afterlife has wrapped, please be Samuel Pepys in the series based on his diary. Nerdburger Mike and I thank you immensely. Awesome. I think the direct route is the most important. It should go without saying how much we admire him. Did you put something in there about how he'd be perfect for it? No, I, I think it's, isn't it clear? Isn't it clear? Why would I ask him? Why would I ask him? It's, it's, okay. I, yeah. I want, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's I implied. wanted the direct yes. approach. Yes. Perfect. I wanted to say, okay. look, there's, there's that you need somebody who's able to convey that sensibility. I was thinking about that. It's like, who is Samuel Pepys for our generation? And I, I think it's him. I mean, I look, I'll let Tom Hiddleston do anything. <laughs> so maybe, maybe him, maybe. But I think Gervais is better because he's got that little bit of boozy thing going on. Because we know Sam is boozy. We know this. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There we have it. Awesome. What are the scurvy words? He's also got the scurvy words going. Oh, he would. He would. But but by the same token, we've seen him enough to know how well he could react to being acute, being struck by scurvy words himself. Yes. Come on now. Did you watch um, Extras? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of it. But... but did you see the one with David Bowie? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's Sam. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Him taking it from David Bowie in that club. That's Sam having some one of these things happen to him. Having somebody toss the scurvy words in his direction. <laughs> scurvy words. Love it. <laughs> All right. Does that about do it? I think that's what I got. Jim, thanks again. Always great oh, to see you. It's a lot of fun. You get good to be here. And now is the part of the show where you ask me where they can find us. Uh, Mike? Yes, Jim. Hey, uh, where can they find out all this good stuff? Where can they find us? I'm so glad you asked. They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters, and email us, nerdburgershow at protonmail.com. <laughs> Join us next week when the other Mike comes back. 
That's right. Mike and Mike on mics here on the Nurburger Show.